Hello and welcome back to The Good Sesh. I want to first acknowledge the traditional and rightful owners of the lands on which I live and work, uh, and also where I make this podcast, the Bunurong people. I pay my respects to all elders past, present and future. As you probably already know, my name's Joel and I founded a social enterprise called Big Little Brush in Melbourne and we sell beautiful biodegradable bamboo toothbrushes and we use the proceeds to help fund health and hygiene programs in remote communities in different parts of Australia. This podcast is basically my excuse to have a yarn with uh, some of the really cool people that we get to meet uh, and to share those yarns with your eardrums as well. In this episode, I get to hang out with a really good friend of mine that I've gotten to know through Big Little Brush, uh, Chantelle Delastic, or as she's known in the Central Desert, Telly the Toothbrush Fairy. Now, Telly is a uh, health promotion officer based in Alice Springs, and she's got a particular focus on uh, dental and oral care uh, in the several, I think there's 34 remote communities that she services uh, in the Central Desert in the Northern Territory. We talked about so many of my favourite things, including dental care for crew and community in the Northern Territory, uh, self-care, and also what health promotion actually means, uh, particularly in the context of dental or oral care. We pick up the conversation just as Telly tells us who she is, what she does, and a bit of her journey to get there. We love Telly, and I'm sure you will too. I really hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. So... I guess I'm known in Central Australia, where I am at the moment, on Central Aranda country, um, and I, my office. I am so privileged. Um, I look out to the West Max and like Mount Gillen, and it's just yeah. stunning. And today it's 25 degrees and it's overcast. And in Central Australia, that's a pretty special day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You either get stinking sun or freezing cold. Eh? It's one or the other. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So out here, I'm known as uh, Telly the Tooth Fairy or Telly the Toothbrush Teacher. Um, <laughs> and I guess I had a bit of a roundabout way of getting to my role. Like, so working in health promotion, um, I guess I didn't really know this job existed coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'd always been, like, I actually came out of school thinking I was going to be an actress. Oh, wow. Um, That's right. I remember we yeah. talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. Big shift to be working in health promotion in the central desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I did a bit of that, um, but really enjoyed working with people. Mm-hmm. Um, then that was the side of acting that I enjoyed and then I went around about way of meddling in hospitality and doing a few other things. Yeah. But I just, it came down to my core that I love working with people. Mm. Um, and stumbled, I'd started doing social work. And then I stumbled across this thing called health promotion. Um, and then took a elective in health promotion. And in the first week, I was like, yes. This is where this is I need to be. Yeah, I love it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so what um, was the yeah. what was the kind of main hook there? Like how did you know? How did you know it was for you? Was it a feeling? Was it an opportunity? What was the like what was your clinching moment? Oh, just like the opportunity to work upstream. Mm. Um, you know, not 
just being able to work in that positive space of, um, you know, being able to identify maybe some issues with the help of the community mm-hmm. and putting in strategies to fix problems mm-hmm. that has a sustainable impact for the future. Yeah, love that. Upstream is a good way to describe that. Hey, social work is such an important field, um, but it is the thing that happens at the end of the problem cycle, right? Like help yeah. promotion and intervention early, you know, like you know, it's way more cost effective, but it's actually like better for humans too. Yeah, and um, so important health services. Mm. If we can prevent health issues occurring through whether that's by increasing health literacy, empowerment strategies for the community um, or just enabling someone to um, do something that they wouldn't feel comfortable or um, hadn't tried before, Mm. well, that's a win, you know? Mm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's something that I've thought about a lot through Big Little Bush and talked about it a lot as well is like um, dental care. It's really important and um, something that we take for granted on the the East Coast and... Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I used to always tell this story about the life ed van. You probably had the life ed van when you were in primary school. I could come around and teach you about all sorts of stuff, including hygiene. And um, are we talking yeah. about Healthy Harold? Yeah, Healthy Harold the giraffe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah, eighties <laughs> and nineties kids know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, but that's not something that happens in the central desert. You don't get Harold the giraffe. You get Telly the toothbrush fairy instead, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's it's funny. Like if you don't learn those things early like how would you know they existed and um yeah i think there's this real anyway i'll I'll shut up and i'll let you talk um too but um yeah like i say i could talk for hours about this stuff because it's super super yeah but um Um, but yeah dental is a passion of ours obviously (laughs) (laughs) exactly um but yeah like dental care it's one of those things that like if you like if you can be smart about preventative stuff like brushing and flossing and mouthwashing and all that stuff like um, you might not ever need to see dentists. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you should. You should still see dentists regularly, of course. But um, yeah, you know, like you don't need downstream intervention if you have upstream prevention. So yeah, I think it's it's really important. Um, yeah, anyway. like oh. dental is the number one most preventable disease in the world. Mm. Um, and we could do that by getting checkups every six months mm-hmm. and brushing our teeth. Yeah, two minutes twice a day, right? Like, yeah, sounds yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so that's really cool. Like, I, I, you know, I've loved getting to know you and, and your work over the, the last little while that we've um, gotten to be connected. And um, what I'm interested in, I think what listeners would be interested in as well, is like working in health promotion in the Central Desert. What does a day, a week look like? Like, what do you actually do on the ground? You promote health. What does that mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, good question and that's something that um yeah every day is different for me Mm. um and I think I probably have one of the best jobs in the world um I am so fortunate because I get to visit 34 remote communities um wow be amongst some of the most beautiful people Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be healthcare service providers or it teachers or even the communities I get to work in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work half and half kind of. So I'll do either one or two weeks a month at Bush mm-hmm. 
and then two weeks in town Great. in Alice Springs. Yep. Awesome. And so 34 and so, communities, that's, that's a lot, like not many services service 34 communities. That's like, that's a lot of, of contact and a lot of touch. So you're spending a couple of weeks out bush each month. What does that entail? Um, so when I go out bush, it's really tricky because of all the remote, well, the remoteness of the community. Um, mm. Most of the time that's two weeks out of your five-day week. Oh, yeah. sorry, two days out of your five days Yeah. Uh, in travel. Yeah. So you only yep. really get three days in community. Yeah. Um, and so it depends on what the community would like. Um, and so I'll usually go around the day I get there and say, hey, look, um, Telly from Dental is here. And um, does anybody want to have a yarn? You yeah. know, like yeah. what can I do to help? Yeah. Um, and usually teachers will jump on board, especially in early years, mm. and say, hey, can you just come along and have a yarn with parents and bubs about health? Yep. Yep. It might not have anything to do with dental, right? Like it could be eating, it could be nutrition, it could be hygiene, it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it's what I found is a is a good way of doing it is through play-based activities Mm -hmm. Um, because, like, anyone can feel like this is when you meet someone for the first time, it's so awkward Mm. Um, and it's the same within community. Um, They don't know you, you you don't know them, and it's kind of why I adopted the characters of Telly the Tooth Fairy or Telly the Toothbrush Teacher. um, (laughs) I love it. A bit of acting. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) bit of acting um, and a bit of magic. Um, So a lot of the sessions I do is play-based. Cool. Um, So I do a bit of dancing to start off with. Awesome. With the kids and then the mums join in. Awesome. (laughs) Fun. Um, And then we'll usually have a hands-on activity, whether it's going searching for sugar bugs in the garden, which are like um, drinks containers. Yep. And then we talk about how much sugar is in them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the effect on our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, or we talk about our teeth or we talk about nutrition. And then to end, I've also got a mascot that comes in and says hello. Oh, um, fun. Yeah. <laughs> kids, the kids would love that, I reckon. Like primary school age kids go bonkers for that kind of just silly, fun, super engaging yeah, high energy. Yeah, it must be a lot of fun. Um, it is. So uh, it sounds like a really rewarding job, but I'm sure quite challenging at times as well, you know, given you're traveling a lot and community to community, the environments can be really different. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's, um, uh, it would be any surprise to anyone listening to know that you know, there are some challenges living remote. Um, both through health and you know, just through culture and, and societal challenges as well. Um, how do you kind of look after your own well-being on those travel days and on those days in, in town and in community? Um, yeah, it's a really good question. Um, being in a remote setting for me, I when I'm out there, I give it, the community my 110%. Course, yeah. So that means when I'm back in town or coming back, I need to be doing some self care. Yeah. Um, and whether that's 
um, you know, going for a bushwalk or, you know, hanging out with my two cheeky dogs at home. Yeah, um, yeah. And just making sure that you don't take on too much. Yeah. Um, because Central Australia, it is the most amazing place because um, you get opportunities like you wouldn't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to know that you're only one person and you're better off to do a small amount and make a big difference yep. rather than trying to do everything and not getting anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sounds like there's a, um, there is a bit of a tendency for people to kind of come into, into town or into community and really want to make a huge difference really early and kind of just hit the ground you know, running as fast as they can and you know, potentially even burn themselves out. Um, it's also about your experiences of seeing that happen and because um, I know that you have a, you know, through the professional body association that you that you have, like you do a bit of work in that space around caring for young professionals and that sort of thing too. Yeah, so I work with the Australian Health Promotion Association um, and I'm part of the NT branch. Awesome. Um, yeah, and um, it's a really beautiful organisation because we're young um the majority of our board members are probably under 40 um so we're all freshers coming out that's that's awesome and that's quite unusual (laughs) too right in those organizations that's cool yeah um and it means that we can support each other i'm the only member in alice springs wow um but it means that i can dial into darwin and you know just talk to people who might have similar challenges or coming across similar obstacles mm. in their work. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's so important to reach out um, to other people if you are struggling and overwhelmed because mm. mm. um, it's completely, yeah. I'm not going to normalise it, but it, it is something that can't, happens quite a lot out here. Yeah, The right. complexities are very overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine, and you know, you and I have spoken about some of those challenges previously. I've got a number of mates that work um, in Alice as well, and uh, in all in the health uh, promotion or healthcare sector as well. And it does sound like a pretty challenging environment. Um, tell us a bit about your experience of of those challenges. Like, um, you know, for a, a, a white guy in Melbourne, um, what's the reality? Talk me through some of the realities of, of you know life in Alice and life in community. Um, yeah, the challenges, like the remoteness is definitely a big one. Mm. Um, yeah. And then the turnover of staff Mm. is another tricky one. Um, and then, you know, just, um, the environment as well, like the heat, the flies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yep. I'm not phased by that stuff at all, but um, when you're travelling a lot, yeah, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, three, four um, hours on windy okay. desert roads, that's pretty taxing. <laughs> and you know, then you get out of the truck and there's flies and it's hot and you're thirsty and, yeah, 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 tough gig. Yeah. <laughs> Something I've definitely learnt from my time out here so far is to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, and be ready for everything, but be ready to wait as well. Yeah. And um, go at the community's pace. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, so my experiences of being in community are like consultation is like your best friend and it's funny, I think you know, a lot of us in our corporate lives and, you know, kind of city life is, is all about, you know, let's get things done and can't keep everybody happy and, you know, whatever. But I think it's one of the things I, I noticed and observed really strongly in community was um, community is the word. Like it's, it's community in its very best sense, I think. Um, if you're out on country, you need to make sure that you're, you're actually talking with people and engaging with them and not trying to do things to them, but do things with them and, and kind of just be yeah. there to serve in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, um, and, you know, being genuine, um, mm. being authentic is so important mm. um, mm-hmm. because they can pick it there. Well, anyone can pick it, but when you love and are as passionate as I feel about my work, mm. uh, then they can definitely like people are drawn to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's totally. very important. And yeah. it becomes pretty transparent pretty quickly too, doesn't it? When people aren't and sort of smell the smell the BS on a person pretty pretty rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think when you're when you're working in a sector that's so sensitive, like health promotion and healthcare, um, mm. you know, and I think in a role like yours, uh, you know, you're there as the toothbrush person, but like yeah. really like you're there is so much more than that and you represent a lot more than that I think for community as well so I'm sure that there's um yeah like you've got to be pretty genuine and provide a really safe environment for people to feel comfortable to talk to you about all sorts of stuff so genuineness is is key yeah that's cool and just being able to say me too you know like as a healthcare provider you know like um I I'm not a dentist I have no dental training yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and just be that normal person and sometimes say, yeah, I have struggled sometimes with my yeah. teeth. I don't yeah. floss every night. I try yeah. to floss every night. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, we're human. So that little lie everyone tells their dentist, yeah, I've been flossing, of course. And they're like, yeah. oh, shit, you have not been flossing. As if, <laughs> yeah. Coming up in just a moment, Tally and I talk about the importance of dental and oral care, uh, some of the challenges around this for crew and remote communities, and some of the good stuff that Big Little Brushes have gotten to do in the Northern Territory. So stay tuned. Speaking of, of dental care, um, you know, it's something that's quite close to, to my heart and it is to yours too. Um, we yeah. touched on it briefly before, but um, how important is, is oral care? And oral, like good dental hygiene and preventive preventative measures like brushing and flossing and that kind of thing. How important is that, um, particularly in community areas where, where I'm interested in that? Yeah, well, I can't talk too much on flossing mm-hmm. um, because yeah. we're still trying to get toothbrushing happening in most communities. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, brushing is so important. Like. Mm. Coming from someone, and I will admit to anybody, two years ago, I wasn't great at brushing my teeth. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just one of those real fast jobos. Yeah. Um, and just to tick the box sometimes, yeah. I remember yeah. being a teenager and being like, oh, I'm too tired to brush my teeth. I'll just do it in the morning. Gross, yeah. bro. Gross. Imagine my <laughs> breath. Yuck. <laughs> yep. um, to coming to the dental, like falling into this job, Mm-hmm. Um, in the dental area and just realising that it is so important 
um, to take care of our teeth because it is connected to our whole body. Mm. Um, you know, uh, if we don't look after our teeth, we can cause um, um, infections in our gums, mm. which can, you know, the mouth is the gateway to our body. Mm. Um, so what we put in, you can see the outcomes in your mouth as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... I've definitely taken the silver bullet, brushing my teeth every for two minutes, twice a day. <laughs> yeah, love it. Nice, good. Blessing. Yep. Um, and, yeah, for Central Australia, um, there's so many complexities. We call them, like, to any health promotion person listening, the social determinants of health, mm. um, very much alive in Central mm. Australia. You can mm. see them. Um and yeah. just to overcome those obstacles to brush your teeth at home is very tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I definitely celebrate the little wins of a child being able to brush their teeth for the first time at school. Yeah. Um, Must be a really special or, you know, moment. Yeah, someone going to the shop and you're having a yarn with them out the front and then instead of coming out, of co- out with a Coke, they come out with a water. Mm, love that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I remember um, having this conversation with someone I was explaining what Big Little Brush does and you know, why we exist and they're like, but, like, I don't get it. Why can't, like, kids in community, like, just get a toothbrush and brush their teeth? I'm like, dude, a toothbrush is, like, 12 bucks at the shop and a tube of toothpaste will be, like, 15 And it just yeah. blew their mind. You just think about, like, that's one small example of how complex the environment is. Um, yeah, how just how difficult it can be to get those good practices happening where um, they're not culturally or socially normalised and, and that kind of thing. So I just reckon the work that you do um, must be so impactful but also just, like, it's so important. And, yeah, you're doing, you're doing amazing stuff, man. It's so cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll get all misty again. What we won't tell people is that I, I cried <laughs> before, we, before we started recording because we were talking about a moment that you'd had with a kid and it, it got, me all, got me all emo. Um, <laughs> um, but, but actually on that, on that topic, um, so, you know, through your work, you've seen some big little brushes in the field because um, mm. we supply some toothbrushes into a couple of different things that you're involved in. But, um, yeah, can you tell us just about, like, and it's not meant to be a sales pitch, but how useful they've been and, and sort of what you've seen, um, you know, around, around those outcomes and around that, that impact that a, a toothbrush can do for, for people? Mm. Well, um, I think the most positive thing about working in dental and especially looking at toothbrushing, like teaching that quite a lot, is that it's something physical a child can do for their health mm. and they can see that change you know like you can feel your teeth when they're dirty mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then once you've brushed them properly you can see like feel when they're clean yeah and the kid's like yes I've done that for myself I love um, that a little bit of agency yeah. a little bit of ownership that's cool yeah and um toothbrushes are tricky because they're hard to come by our bush so being coming across some of the communities that the big little brush toothbrushes are in, um, yeah, it's been really fantastic to see those toothbrushing programs mm. flourishing. Mm. Mm. Um, um, yeah, so we, you know, our connection there is we supply toothbrushes into Red Dust and they supply them into a number of community schools. Um, so that's that's cool. I think that's actually how we met, isn't it? You come across some big little brushes in the in the field, and then you know, the rest is kind of history, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, 
I guess my next question is around like how important is that school connection? Because I know that that's kind of the can be the anchor in a lot of communities. Um, is uh, yeah. you know kids kids going to school? Yeah. So the probably the most important places you'll find in uh, let's just generalize communities because mm-hmm. there's every community is different. Yeah. 100%. Um, completely, which is why it's so difficult to do a project across all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so in each community you'll have the clinic, you'll have the school and you'll have the store mm. and that's where you can do education and work and projects. Um, working in schools is like working alongside teachers um, who are so experienced in education and have those relationships with kids already. Mm. Um, it's probably the most easiest way to form a relationship with the kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then for them to potentially decide to adopt toothbrushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a, the, the, the basis for a lot of, like, um, cultural interaction as well, it seems like. Like, school just seems to be like kids are going there every day, which means, you know, mum and or dad are floating around at some point during the day or, or whatever. And, yeah. Um, yeah, there seems to be a good if, connection there. Or if a community has an art centre. Yes. And the, yep. the grannies are down there. Yeah. All you have to do is talk to a granny and get yep. them on board. Yeah. And you've got the community that they're, they're yeah. really keen to get on board with whatever project you want to do with them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> the, the aunties run the community. Eh? Like it's, so, <laughs> it's again, generalizing, but um, yeah, I've just finished reading uh, Bruce Pascoe's book, Dark Emu, um, yep. which I recommend to anybody. And it's funny, like most people that I speak to on the podcast, uh, they, they would recommend that book. And so I'll, I'll give it another little plug. Um, but uh, it, it talks a little bit about like the importance of um, of like the matriarch in the society and how um, you know, culturally and historically um, women just played such a big part in leadership and it's it's so true today. So you like you walk into community and um, yeah, you do what Auntie says because like mate, even as a, a white fella coming into community for the first time, like you learn very quickly that. Uh, you know, you're not there to run the show, for sure. No. It's great. I love it. I, I love it. You know, um, I've got a lot of time and love and respect for that. My mum was a single parent and just learned a lot about how mums can be just the, the anchors for a lot of a lot of good stuff in people's lives. Anyway, I'm digressing once again. Um, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop talking about myself, I promise. Um, so tell me a bit more about life in Alice. So you, you, know, you grew up and went to school in Queensland. Um, yeah. You moved to Alice Queensland. So, I started in Brisbane, um, Northside, shout out. <laughs> um, and then because my dad's a geologist, we moved over to Malaysia and Singapore um, in my early teenage years. Mm. And I guess that's where I kind of got the foundation of really enjoying different cultures and experiencing um other people's different ways of lifestyles, mm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that appreciation there. And that's why coming out to Central Australia um, in 2016 as a placement student mm, for right, a nutrition okay. project, yep. um, I had this light bulb moment and said, like, kind of thought, okay, this is where I need to be. Mm, mm-hmm. um, the community is so warm, um, nearly as warm as our summers. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yep. We nice. have all kinds of different sports um, and, like, you can be on your first day of work and people will invite you to a barbecue that evening. Mm. Yep. Um, it is definitely, yeah. yeah, Alice yep. Springs. Even though we know that most of us will only be here for a short time, mm. um, we celebrate it and we enjoy the time we have together. Mm. Yep, love yeah. that. So plenty of beers yeah. at Monty's and pizzas around the, the wood-fired oven there. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and bushwalks and, oh, the country is just so gorgeous out here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, um, it's, it's pretty I stunning, came out here thinking, Yeah, I thought it was going to be a desert flying in in 2016. Yeah. Um, for those who haven't been out here, it's lush at the moment. It's very green. Mm. Yeah, um, and big mountains. Yeah, yeah. Is it the Mackenzie Ranges you can see from town? McDonald. Um, the McDonald Ranges. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You kind of yep. walk out down past the, the the big footy oval, and then like they're just right there, like they're right in your face, and they're they're just they're stunning. Yeah, and like you can be doing something, like say if you're doing a session, um, and you just look up in the sky and you're like mcdonald rangers just there yeah, gorgeous yes. blue sky yeah like, yep. okay i can get through this session <laughs> yeah 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 it's funny like it's it is some of the most beautiful country in the world i reckon and yeah pretty close to my heart and i know it's close to yours too um yeah conscious of time you've been really generous with your time you know and i want to want to honor that so i think you know my, my final question for you is um Kind of, if you could dial back in time, use your, use your time machine and go and meet a much younger Tally and say, hey, you're about to get into this field. Um, what's some advice or do you have any thoughts for a much younger version of yourself getting into the, this journey at the beginning? Um, I think the best advice is there's no failure. Mm. There's the only failure you can do is not giving it a go. Yeah. Um, so in health promotion, um, it can be really scary um, to implement your project or ha you have an idea about doing something mm. um, and obviously consult with community, but, um, yeah, it, it's very raw, your work sometimes. Mm. Um, and... You, it can be scary, so you may not want to do it. Mm. But for health promotion, you're better off doing it and giving it a go. And then if it doesn't go to plan, figure out why it didn't go to plan and then mm. try it again. Yeah, yeah. Tweak and change. And um, I'm sure there's lots of, you know, elder states people in the industry that would be willing to give you advice and support and mentorship as well. It seems to be a big theme. Um, yeah. you know, through health promotion, healthcare in the in the territory, as there are some of those old heads who are you know keen to be supportive for sure. And then also listening. There's it's really important to listen. Mm. Mm. Um, How does that play out for you in a, a in a practical sense? Um, at work, I'm great. I'm a great <laughs> listener. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone needs a break sometimes, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I so. just um, really enjoy listening to people's stories and learning, hmm. um, always continuously learning from others. Like 
having a yarn with a granny down at um, the art centre about her life and, you know, um, you know, her grandchildren and her dreaming stories and just learning that is just so rewarding. Mm. Mm. And I'm sure it can be really how, like powerful for context in your actual work as well, right? It's the must be all that kind of cultural knowledge that you can gain and um, almost like trust that you can gather as well just by being patient and by being humble and, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely, and uh, authentic in your practice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember someone once said to me as a, a teenager, you don't need to tell anyone you're honest if you're honest. You don't need to tell anyone you're good if you're good. Like, just be good. <laughs> just be good-hearted and that will come out. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a Dr. Zeus book that says something around like you'll see the goodness on their faces if they're good inside. Like, yeah. So I feel like there's a, it's a large element of that. Like if you want to appear to be genuine and gather trust, be trustworthy and, and be genuine, you know, it's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, also future self um, or anyone looking to get into the industry, tap into the Australian health promotion association Um they're very supportive, whether you're upcoming through university or wanting to get into the prevention space. Mm. Um, they'll let you know how you can do some professional development or where we are meeting for a coffee. Um, and don't be afraid to contact me. I'm always willing to chat. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you're keen to learn more about Tally and the great work that she does, uh, check out the show notes. If you're in the market for some beautiful bamboo toothbrushes, you can check out ours at biglittlebrush.org. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you again soon on The Good Sesh.